I never miss like I'm Steph Curry in the flesh. I don't care about the rest. The Rundown Podcast, that's the true test. But I don't care because I'm the best. Alright guys, welcome back to the Rundown Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Golding, along with my co-host, Casey Hughes. Casey, how are you today? I'm good. Uh, I've spent the entire week working on one lab, so I'm a little exhausted from that. Are you finished with this lab? No. No. Not even close. The joys of an IA major. Yeah. I haven't even started the main part. Like, I haven't even started the lab. I'm just doing data entry the past week. Fun. Yeah. Today, guys, we are here with our first guest of the year. It is our president, Mr. Caleb McNabb. Oh, I'm so happy to be here, and I first want to talk about how MJ from the original Spider-Man movies belongs on the streets. She is such an awful person in all three of those movies. Right off the bat, she's dating Flash Thompson, immediately dumps him and goes to Harry Osborn, but then she starts kissing Spider-Man in the alleyway during that scene, but then she's falling in love with Peter at the same time, go to the second movie. She's engaged to another man, <laughs> and, then, and then fake Spider-Man kisses this guy on his couch because she's clearly thinking of someone else, so already she's mentally cheating. And then at a diner or cafe, she's trying to kiss Peter Parker before she eventually finds out like he's Spider-Man, calls off the wedding, and runs home over to Peter's apartment in her wedding dress still. She belongs on the streets, and she, Peter doesn't deserve her. She doesn't deserve Peter. Everyone in those movies is an awful human being. But that's that's how I saw I wanted to start off the podcast. <laughs> I'm Caleb. It's There's Caleb's hot take. It's great to be here. So then, what's your opinion on Gwen Stacy? Oh, Gwen Stacy is way better than MJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think in every like form, she's better than Gwen, or better than MJ. Well, except oh, so the spectacular. Uh, Spider-Man shits on Netflix, one of them. Dude, MJ? Pretty bad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, uh, uh, aunt, her, like, Peter's aunt, like, sets him up with MJ for, like, this prom, and, like, right off the bat, everyone's, like, like, everyone's staring, and I don't know. Man, I don't know, that's my thing. I'm just a Gwen stan. Where did this come from? Like, this hot take? This is just from, like, everyone. Oh. Well, randomly one day I started watching the first Spider-Man movie because I was bored. And so I'm watching it in the living room with Dominic and uh, Alex, my roommates. And at this point, I'm like, what is happening? Like, she's not a good person. <laughs> and so I, the next day I watched, like, the second movie. And I was like, you know, I'm sold. Like, no way is she a good person. Like, no one deserves her. She does not deserve to be trying to get with this astronaut Spider-Man um, essentially Harry Osborne who's a billionaire after his father dies like I don't understand how she's pulling these people that's much that's just my thing hey Kev for those who don't really know you give yourself a introduction with as much hot take as you want with as much hot take as I want alright so I'm Caleb McNabb I'm originally from Jacksonville Florida moved to Williamsburg 8th grade year now at JMU um, when I put my shoes on, I do sock shoe, sock shoe, not sock sock shoe shoe. Um, I've been told I'm a psychopath because of that, and I'm okay with that. Um, played soccer, love soccer, play ultimate frisbee. Really, just love competition and really being involved in anything. Love working with kids. Have been for a lot of my jobs. I'm realistic. <laughs> Literally at my, so this past summer I worked at a summer camp. Uh, it was like a day summer camp. So like kids would go there for the day, go home for the afternoon. Yeah. 
And so the kids didn't know me. And right off the bat, on the second day, they came up with a nickname for me, Coach Broccoli. Because for them, they were like, oh, his hair's so poofy. <laughs> so they called me Coach Broccoli, and it spread like wildfire throughout the camp. At least you weren't Mr. Stinky. That, that was a Mr. Stinky? on like the second week of camp. Literally within 10 minutes of the kids meeting me, I was talking Ben the whole summer. Talking Ben? <laughs> like, you remember like the... Um, talking after like the talking tomcat. Oh, there was a dog. Okay. Yeah, that's my. That was my nickname all summer. <laughs> but I got to the point that everyone at the camp knew me as Coach Broccoli before they knew me as Caleb. <laughs> so I, I was fine with that. Uh, I was also the most. I must say, I'm the was the most winning coach there. <laughs> Anytime there was a competition, I was there, body on the line, there to win. There was one time my boss Ellie called me as I was coming back from my lunch break and said hey, are you coming back now? I'm like, yeah, I'm walking, I'm waving at you now. Because we were doing a thing called Spirit Stick, which is this big group competition where all the groups would compete. And she specifically planned the challenge in mind for me. Because what it was, it was only the coaches were participating, one coach from each group. And it was basically like run around the entire building doing these tasks. So she just wanted to see me running around the building and running to like the playground and running back. I obviously won. Yeah, <laughs> but no. So at this point, come to JMU. I'm a kinesiology major, trying to do physical therapy. Uh, been on the team since freshman year. Me and Dom, kind of in the beginning, were like the two original like freshman dudes. Um, Richard and Owen were there, but not as heavily involved yet. Um, and then yeah, just like really just kind of grew up on the team and found my friends in college here and. Now my roommates are on the team, and I'm president after being secretary, and kind of just a big journey. Good time. So obviously you're the club president. Uh, what are some of your tasks, responsibilities? What What is it like being the club president? Um, so right off the bat, it's kind of already in terms of this year has been just keeping the team um, culture uh, like just a positive environment and keeping things safe for everyone and really inclusive so i mean there's been some instances here there where um i've had step and talk to people really make sure that like hey like while we love jokes and we love the group chat being really popular you know let's let's watch some of the memes you know depending on <laughs> what's happening but it like just making sure that no matter who it is whether like it's a guy on the team who's new or it's like a girl coming on the team who's new or like even just like a veteran like making sure that like they feel comfortable and safe being on the team and having just an inclusive environment for everyone. So that's one of the main things. Um, I also have to do uh, really a lot of things with the NERCA. So NERCA's for the club is like the National Intramural Running Club Association, which kind of runs like all of the races as our like head organization. So I have to like sign people up for rosters which is such a pain. The website is so bad. It, what is wrong with it? So I have to manually input every single person's information to add them to the roster. Oh. So already oh. I just make a separate group form so I don't have to go through the, our team roster. But then you have to get people to activate their account. You have to get them to sign a waiver on it. And it's just so such a frustrating old system. So me and Josh were talking and we were like, we should make a better NERCA and call it Benerka. And it's literally just better NERCA. Better NERCA. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, doing stuff with NERCA is another big thing. Um, just really being present on the team and especially kind of making sure that 
we're keeping on track in every aspect of the team, and that includes positions of exec, whether it's making sure we have a community service event that's coming up and then ready to go. We have practice schedule ready to be sent out, merch gonna be coming out faster this year than ever before. Define faster. <laughs> literally, <laughs> so Dominic has already literally talked to the guy that does it, and so this next exec meeting, we're gonna really kind of talk about that and make sure that we can get a design also right off the bat for the semester shirt. So we're really trying to make sure that gets done right away. Uh, order forms are basically done for the March. So like really just keeping everyone on track, making sure everyone's like paying on time and then just making sure that like in general being just like a nice welcoming person, um, like just as president, like I want to make sure that like people at least know somebody, whether it's anyone exactly. And I, I want one of those people to be me. Like I, that's just so you can be like, okay, if anything, like Caleb's there, Caleb has my best interests at heart for me. Like, so every practice, every like student org night, every like party or social event, like I wanna be like talking to everyone, even though I have my own little group, but like I, I wanna make sure that I'm not just like huddled in my one little corner with my group. So just trying to be a well-rounded president and take inspiration from years past and make sure it's one a good year to be remembered by, by everybody. All right. So this past Monday, we had the Jalapenos fundraiser. And you and Josh were screwing around with the hot sauce a bit. Do you want to tell us what I, happened there? I don't know if screwing around is the right word. <laughs> Me and Josh are dedicated men when it comes to challenges. We're here for body on the line moments. As you already know, this past year, there was the, the Klein, famous Klein's run um, yep. where Joshua had already done the Carolina Reaper before. And he, he, at the farmer's market, had gotten one Carolina Reaper and a bunch of Trinidad Scorpions. And of course, I was like, I'll do the Carolina Reaper. <laughs> so like, I'm no stranger to like heat or anything like that. And I'm all down for being like, yeah, why not do it? Like, why, why not me? So it, it comes time for like a, a Jalapenos fundraiser last year. And so it's like me, Dominic, uh, Corwin, Joshua, and a few others. And, so we're at this table and all six of us are trying to finish this one bottle of Cholula because Joshua has an oddly weird obsession with the Cholula lady. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 do you want to describe it? It's, it's oddly intimate when you're there at the table with him. He was literally sitting next to his girlfriend and I said, Josh, if you had to pick between the Cholula lady oh, and no. Haley, who would you pick? And there was a slight hesitation, and I won't tell you his answer, but <laughs> the Cholula lady has a very special place in his heart. So, me and Josh are there with Ethan and Haley, and we're like, yo, we're going to do this again. Because our bottle was, like, completely filled. Oh. Haley, Haley tries a little bit of it, and she's like, you know, you guys can do this challenge. Ethan's like, you know what, I'll try a little bit. And he has a, we put some on... Yeah, this is Ethan Chi. So we, we put a little bit of it on like the, the nachos that came to the table, the chips. Uh, and he has like two or three chips and Ethan downs his entire water. So <laughs> pretty quickly was out of the challenge. So me and Josh are sitting there just dumping hot sauce on like these chips. We're literally putting it in our palm and like licking at some time. And then our food comes out. And so he gets a burrito, dumps sauce on this burrito. Like it is... The, every bite is half sauce. Ooh. And then for me, I, ha I got like a chicken sandwich with like some fries. My fries were covered in it. My sandwich was covered <laughs> in it. And we, full we fully said it. And we know what? We finished it. And the we highly regretted it. 
pretty shortly after because our stomachs turned into war zones. <laughs> Literally, even while we were waiting for the checks, everything was pretty slow that night. We were just like, Josh, it's not going to be good tonight. <laughs> so, no. And it's going to happen. Next time we go to Jalapenos, yet again, me and Josh are probably going to try to finish off the Chulula lady. Out of respect, you know? Want to make sure that everyone finishes. Have you finished it every time? Um, yes. Yes, me. I mean, we are committed to this project at this point, and I hope it carries on, tradition-wise, uh, beyond my years on this team. Wait, so then what was worse? The Reaper at Clyde's? Or the oh, Chihuahua? Reaper. No, Reaper, 100%. So, the Reaper, when you're having, like, hot sauce a lot of times, it, like, it's a mouth burn, right? Yeah. And then maybe, maybe sometimes, depending if you, like, do it too fast, or the type of sauce, it's a throat burn. The Carolina Reaper is pure throat burn. It is so, like, you can't satisfy it. So I mean, we were at Klein's, and I was like, I have one, like, milkshake. It'll be fine. <laughs> and so I eat this pepper, and I down my milkshake. And I run over to Richard, Richard Myers, and I'm like, Richard, for the love of God, please, can I have your extra milkshake? And I'll buy you another one once I survive this pepper. So I take one of his milkshakes, <laughs> and I down that, too. Because all you could do to, like, help it is to keep on drinking yeah. that milkshake. Did you end up with, like, four by the end of the day? Like four milkshakes down, or was it just Oh, two? no, so I bought four by the end, because I bought one for Blake, because Blake was dying eventually of the Trinidad Scorpion, and then I bought, I think someone else another milkshake. Probably Dom, because Dom was down bad. It might have been Dom, but, alright, and then so the problem was, I was fine, for, for the next few hours I was fine, Dominic was out there struggling, he was laying in bed, curling ball, he was in the toilet, like... And I, and I was feeling fine, oddly enough. I was like, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. And it, it, it dro drop it did. And that night, I was in so much pain. We, me and Dominic went, up, went over to 1557, where we were playing Drunk Jeopardy with Hughes and Tate. It's basically like you pick uh, one of the three contestants, and I was like, that's my guy. Or girl, depending on, you know, depends on the episode. And so right. you commit to them, and if they get questions wrong, or Final Jeopardy, stuff like that, you drink based off it, or you take a shot, shotgun, whatever. And I was so down bad. I was just laying on the couch, head in my hands, just trying my best to still participate. Dominic eventually goes in the axe, comes out a new man. He, it's like he's been reborn, and it's like, let's go! Like, he's full sending it, ready to go for the rest of the night before the party, at least. And here I am, just still dying. They're like... Caleb, I have a great idea. Why don't you just throw up and see if that makes you feel better? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> no, not how that works. Not with, this, not with the Reaper. So it was very easy for me though, because literally any amount of alcohol was making me sick. So like I had, they, I think it was a Deep Eddie's shot mixed in with a Bud Light shotgun. And I do it and as soon as it hits my lips, I run to the toilet, throw up, and I come out, and this, this is probably the first time that these three gentlemen have ever seen me cry. I'm walking out of there, my mouth is on fire, my nose is ignited from the pepper that just came back up, and I, tears are streaming down my face in pain. Like, I'm just hunched over, <laughs> trying to breathe. <laughs> and so Hughes is like, oh, dude, hey, hey, I have an idea to get your nose better. And so, <laughs> I, I, he gets this bowl. I, I think it was a bowl, or maybe it was just like in general. And he goes, he goes to the sink, turns on the sink, puts his head sideways, like right next to the sink, and basically like starts waterboarding himself, like splashing water up his nose. I think like using the bowl to like help like cup it up. 
So he sets me over there, and I'm just splashing water on my face, and it's not helping. I'm just sitting there struggling as a reaper is destroying my nose. Doesn't help me at all. It, it, I didn't even feel better. My stomach was still cramping. And so the rest of the night, I leave the party early because I was not in the mood. Next day, at around 1 o'clock, I, I wake up, and I'm like, I, I use the restroom, and maybe the size of a raisin gets pooped out okay oh and i felt like i had just discovered the cure to cancer like my, i do i could have run 10 miles like i was no longer cramping i was like yo let's start drinking like, <laughs> i don't know what was happening man but yeah if you're comparing the cholula lady she's spicy but not but not carolina reaper odds so i don't I'm looking forward to the next person to join me and Joshua in the Carolina Reaper Club. Are there going to be more people that join later today when you guys go to Klein's? Um, it depends if Mitchell finds a pepper, but I'm going to be honest with you, I highly doubt anyone else is going to do it, and I don't think I'll do it again, not before this meets. So. <laughs> oh my, imagine taking a Reaper right before you race. Nah, I'd yak somewhere in the first mile. <laughs> but yeah, it it's... It's something else. I if you're not good with spice, I never touch a pepper like that. Never, because I'm good with spice, and even it hurt me in ways I didn't haven't been hurt by heat before. I remember you like you were rough for like the first half hour when we were clients, and Dom and Blake both took a Trinidad, and they were rough like for the rest of the day. I want to say, hey, I don't. I try not to brag too much. I think I handled the Carolina Reaper better than most people who had a scorpion. I remember Kyle was behind Klein's dry heaving by the AC unit for like oh, 18 minutes. So I feel like I did pretty good. Blake and Dom both yacked behind Klein's too. Oh, it, it was bad. It, it, wasn't a, it was funny to watch, but not fun to experience. And then we didn't we, we gave the one last scorpion to that one frat guy when on our way back. <laughs> uh, I, I feel bad for that, but because <laughs> he was just sitting there with his roommates selling like vodka lemonade. And so I go up to Josh, like, hey, can I, like, offer this guy, a, like, one of the scorpions? And so I, I take it, I go up to him, and I'm like, hey, man, do you want a pet? And before I even finish the word pepper, he grabs it and in one bite finishes oh, it. Oh, no. And so literally for the next 10, 15 minutes, this man is dying, just on the ground, head in his hands, like, just, he grabs the pot that they had the lemonade in and starts chugging from it to help. His two roommates are sitting on the couch laughing at him because they saw what happened. His fourth roommate comes out and, 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 and didn't know what was happening. All he sees are all a bunch of like 15 random people laughing at his roommate. His roommate's laughing at his roommate. And the guy on the ground, like head in his hands, like crying. So the guy's like, dude, what, like, what's wrong, man? Like, what's going on? And the guy's like, you wouldn't understand, man. <laughs> and so all of us are laughing so hard. It, like, it hurt to breathe. And my face hurt. It might have been the funniest thing that happened the, enti like, the entire year. Honestly. It was so good. And I just don't think I can ever like recreate a moment like that. Didn't we also meet the dude later on in the year? Like, we yeah, there was, uh, there was an intramural soccer game. And after we finished... Um, I guess his team was playing up next and he was dressed as a coach in like a suit and tie and I walk up to him I'm like hey man like how's it going I was like, hey. I was like yeah remember that time you had that pepper and it's like that was fucking you man <laughs> and like he daps me up and it was kind of the thing where he's like a really chill frat bro so he's, he's, he's like always in a good mood 
And he's just kind of like, nah, man, you're all good. <laughs> Fuck you for it. But yeah, you're good, man. And I was like, I should probably leave because I feel like that fucking was a little <laughs> to the point as nice as he could around all of his friends. <laughs> it's okay. We talked about this yesterday, but what is the idea of opposite day that you have? All right. I, I like to think of myself as a real philosopher of modern times. Okay. I really, really deeply think about stuff. And so one day I'm with the kids at my camp, and I don't know why I thought of this, but I, I said to everyone, like, it's impossible for opposite day to be a thing. Now, opposite day, obviously, like, you have the Spongebob thing where it's like, it's not opposite day, but it's like, if you say it's opposite day, then it's not opposite day, by the rules of opposite day. But if you say it's not opposite day, you do not know if it's actually opposite day and you're, like, doing opposite day. Or if someone's being straight up with you saying, no, it's not opposite day. So it's impossible for you to ever truly clarify if you're in opposite day. <laughs> yeah, left y'all speechless. I know. It yeah. left the kids speechless too. Yeah, this was, these were not the type of conversations that were going on at my camp. Well, what kind of conversations were going on at your camp then? My kids wanted to figure out how to murder all the ants in the one ant hill. Those okay. were the type of conversations that were going on at my camp. I think I should be scared of your kids. <laughs> <laughs> My kids just were talking about Pokemon. 26 fourth graders gathered around an anthill, all <laughs> trying to figure out what the best way to exterminate hey, all the ants in the anthill was. Hey if, you, hey, if you wanted the boys in camp to stop doing whatever they were doing and just like talk about something else, you let them talk about their Pokemon cards and their little binders and like oh. so make trades that obviously made people mad later on like so the problem was my camp director specifically outlawed Pokemon oh so did mine but they still brought them <laughs> oh yeah they brought them but I had to confiscate we literally them printed off like coloring sheets for my kids for Pokemon they were all over oh I gave up confiscating cause like so when I started off I started off as a support staff because I was new to the camp mm -hmm. like and so while I was there, it eventually got to the point of, like, one of the groups was just, like, dysfunctional. Like, the two coaches there, like, it was not working well between the two of them in terms of, like, their dynamic. What, what also with the kids? kids. This is about fourth or fifth grade. Really? Average fourth grade. I, and I love, like, the older kids. I'd rather be with, like, second and up, third and up, than, like... Second, never. I, th I, th I think second's <laughs> kind of the cap. Like, yeah. Third. No. I, I like third and up. And so eventually gets to the point where I'm just kind of hopping between groups. I'm like with this one group, group called Glitter Group for like a week and a half. And that they're the group gave me Coach Broccoli and they were my kids. And then they started like moving me around to other groups because they needed me. Right. And so I went to Yellow Group. I went to Blue Group. And that, I went to Maroon Group. And now that's where I started getting called a traitor. <laughs> um, so like I had to let all the kids sign my shirt. I had to get pied in the face with whipped cream and broccoli. And then I had to bring green like hair hairspray like one day um just so i literally looked like a like a broccoli did, did you also have to get married no but there was my boss was in talks to me about trying to get me married off to one of the other coaches so we had the, <laughs> we had this one girl at my camp who got married to two different of uh, two other kids went through i think two divorces and had a crush on one of my staff the entire summer i had to kick a kid out for having a crush on one of the staff yeah, that kid was bad. Yeah. But, like, it eventually got to the point where, like, she moved me into Green Group as, like, the head coach. And so, like, eventually, like, eventually, I'm like, man, I love, like, at first they were the worst group <laughs> at the entirety of the camp. And it was pretty well known that they were, like, the bad baby group. 
And then me and another coach get moved in instead of the old two ones and the other two ones split apart. And then immediately, Green was like a middle-of-the-road, decently well-behaved crew. Um, but, we, you know, you still have the little, like, a-holes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> like, you can look at a kid and be like, I can see your future. I know exactly what kind of high school kid you're going to be. Like, No, be, literally. <laughs> it's so weird. But I, we had a lot of those kind of kids. But some of them were really sweet. And, like, I, I don't know. I just ended up loving the kids. And we turned them around. And Green Group was just the most winning group. We were just that good. Do you have? Do you take any credit to that winning? Oh, yeah, but, <laughs> no, no, 100%. 100%. So, like, already. So, with the whole spirit stick thing or a little, like, group challenges here or there. Like, half the time, if I was with a group, it would be a win. Like, when I was in Glitter Group, most of their wins by the year, like, some of them were, like, from me. Like, one like one or two of the wins in Yellow Group were from me. The two days I was in Blue Group, I got them a win. The one day I was in Maroon Group, I got them a win. And then I went to Green Group and, like, shot their wins up. So, like, <laughs> like we didn't, like, eventually, they didn't really go off of, like, number of wins. And it was pretty even with, like, the oldest group that we had, like, tied wins with. But, like, hey, turn the group around and... It was a great time though. It, it really was a great like summer job, even yeah. though it was exhausting. I agree. Yeah. Camp is good. I for all the slander on this podcast I've done about my camp, it it was really good. Camp's a good experience. It's well, it got to the point where we were like, okay, can camp end? <laughs> we're like, no, every, every coach by the last like, we need to two go. weeks, it's, literally it's the, just broke up. The last week of camp, all me and my entire staff in our office, we had a countdown going like, how many more days do we have with yep. these kids, and then on our pack down day. We just were like chilling. We had we were playing music. We were just having fun. So obviously this is a running club still. Um, do you have any running goals for this semester? Next semester? Um, this year? So as of now, uh, really, I, I'm just trying to build up that like running conditioning again, where I used to. So I'm not trying to hurt myself right now, but like I'm still trying to be involved with the team at practices. And that's on top of me already, like, doing ultimate frisbee and soccer and girl. So, like, at a point, I'm not trying to break my body down <laughs> right. with all the running I'm doing. Um, but, I'll, like, I'm gonna be, I signed up for the Harrisonburg Half Marathon. And my goal just for that isn't time, but, like, I just want to, like, finish without stopping. When is that happening? Uh, I think it's, like, October 15th. Ooh, nice. So, I think, I think it's the weekend after our home meet. So, well, that's during fall break. Yeah. Have you been putting in a lot of miles for that? I mean... No more than, like, the typical practice stuff that's already going on. Um, just because I don't want to be, like, adding a whole lot of, like, extra miles outside of practice when we're doing for workouts or long runs. Right. So, really, it's just I want to go in there and, I mean, I'd love to get, su- like, sub two hour. I think I could do it. Um, but it, I'll just have to see how it goes because I'd rather go at, like, an 8.30 to 9.30 pace and finish without stopping than, like, go out, like like 7.45.8 pace and like have to do a walk walk jog like every once in a while like I'd rather do it without stopping so yeah are you going to be doing it with anyone else or just you I mean I know a few other people are signed up I know like George Austin Third is signed up I know Addie's signed up but like in terms of like probably running with anyone it'll probably just be like a solo like thing where I'm just running by myself my music in um, maybe I'll see some friends along the way like on the sides, but really, I think it'll just be like, this is my kind of thing I wanna make sure we do, cause me and Don have like the Cal and Dom run thing, and we've really been slacking on that for a bit, cause 
we just get so busy and then late at night it's like we just forget about it but like one of the main goals that we had was like like fall semester of this year i wanted to run a marathon half marathon the next semester i want to run a full marathon are you going to do a full next semester i i genuinely want to try now i don't care if it's like a sub whatever but i would love to like build up that conditioning to be able to just do a marathon and I, I'd, rather, I'd love to do it now while I'm still in decent shape before grad school and like now is the time to do it while I can. So yeah. I, I want to at least make sure like I can hit those goals. So yeah. half marathons coming up in about a month now um, and then I'll figure out a full marathon eventually. So are you going to be focusing on track or your marathon training in the spring then? Um, I kind of... A bit of both. I, I always like running some of the shorter events of like a 400 or 800. 800 is my favorite event in track. But I feel like if I'm just naturally training for a marathon a bit in the spring semester, then I'm going to be set to run a 1500 or I'll be set to run like a two mile. Like if I'm out here doing 10 miles or whatever during a run, Okay, yeah, get, get, give me the one mile run and I'll try to knock that out. Like, um, so it'll be like hand in hand training, but I feel like this next semester in track, if I am gonna really commit to that marathon, I'll probably be more focused on like some of those distance races from like mile to five k than, unfortunately, the eight hundred. But I, I, I'm still down to do some different things. Yeah. And then you mentioned that you were going to grad school. So are you planning to do grad school next year? Yeah, well, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm trying to do graduate school for physical therapy because I have to become a doctor and get a doctorate to be an uh, actual like licensed PT. Right. Yeah. And so I li literally just like submitted my applications like a week ago. So I'll start hearing back from schools anywhere between like kind of October to like maybe January. Yeah. And every school is so different what they want in terms of like interviews or like supplemental essays. And grad school is stupid expensive. Like it is ridiculous. I spent 550 to send the applications on the application site on top of 430-ish for taking a, a standardized test twice on top of over 200 for filling out supplemental applications Jesus. for each school that wanted extra oh, money. Like, the University of South uh, Carolina, uh, they wanted $82 in supplemental application, literally just, I guess, for the $82. And you haven't even paid for school yet. Th th yeah, they haven't, I, like, I haven't been accepted or anything like that. Like, also, what's up, rundown at Sean? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for crashing, Get Sean. the inside scoop. <laughs> So is that, is that going to be like a four-year program? Is it a two-year program? For it's, a, it's, a, it's a three-year. I have to do three extra years. It'll typically, typically be like two of years is really like learning what's going on. And then like the third year is a lot of like residency, like working with other PTs and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So the season's about to get going. So what is like your expectations for how we're going to do this season? What's your outlook as a team as the season gets going? First meets tomorrow. I... So, I think this first meet is going to be challenging. I mean, you're going to see some standout people really come out and, like, try to make a spot for themselves on the team as a runner. Um, and I feel like the hard part, though, is with this first meet at UVA. For anyone who's run it before at Panorama Farms, 
which the last time we ran that was my freshman year. So like you guys have not had the chance to run it, at least the 8K course, or even the six day course for the girls. It's a lot of just rolling hills. Like it pretty much it, that's all it is with some like straightaways like thrown in there. So like challenge wise, it's all grass, but the rolling hills are challenging for anyone to do for five miles. So I think right off the bat, you'll see some good performances, at least in like comparison to that course. But I'm excited to see our home meet, especially with our own team, because I know we have a lot of like people who are really trying to come out the semester with freshmen or even like the sophomores and juniors trying to make a showing. So I'm excited to see what they do at our home meet when it's like the flattest course they could possibly have almost as an 8K yeah. or even a 6K. So I'm excited to see what we're doing. Do you think we'll finally take down UVA and no. Tech? <laughs> uh, it, the, I don't know. The thing about UVA and Tech is they just get a lot of guys that could legitimately run D1s at some schools. Yep. Or D2s, like whatever. And like, not saying that we don't have those guys here either. Like George, Ashton, you know, like some of those guys, like they could have easily have been running like D1 schools. Yeah. I know a lot of us coming out of high school probably could have at least done D3 at the minimum. Um, Not me. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to brag, but, I don't wanna brag <laughs> but a Methodist school in North Carolina wanted me, so. Um, no bragging. I don't want to humble brag. But no, so like, we, uh, we've always had people come from like running in high school that are already good. Like, because if you're seeking out to join Club Cross Country and Track, you're probably coming with some form of running experience in general. Like, it's not, it's rare for someone to be like, oh yeah, I've only played tennis my whole life, but now I want to stop that and I want to run five miles. <laughs> like, you still get that. So, we already have a baseline of like, people like, pretty good at running. So, I think, I think this year though, we really have a strong group of people who can really do well in these meets. And you also have me. <laughs> and Blake's going to be there too I'll make an appearance as well alright guys that's going to conclude this episode of the rundown make sure you follow us on Instagram at the run underscore down podcast make sure you go check out our YouTube channel to see all of the latest highlights and all the vlogs that will be coming out soon less than a month ago to the homie where you and Peter will be Peter, going at vlogged. it Peter's been training no we won't be going at it we're going to be going at the homie at the homie at the homie we'll you guys are going to be going each other slowly all new episodes drop on Spotify every Wednesday at noon. We'll be posting about that, so make sure you're on the lookout for that. The latest episode about me and having COVID, that is, the Zoom is on YouTube, so make sure you go check out that out to get the full experience. Other than that, Caleb, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Anything else ben, you want to say? I got one thing to say. <laughs> I got one thing to say. Oh. Hi. Me. Second guy, Sean Carlisle. <laughs> uh, I just want to say, what the hell is the party theme tonight, Lee? I'm not even going to be there, but I'm pissed for you guys. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Oh, uh, the, the, the BKL rankings just came out. Oh, uh, after oh. after one game, uh, I'm now number one villager with 69 points. Let's get it. Hey, hey, one how? Because I played against Dom, Hughes, and Josh. That's no Mickey Mouse pre. That's hardcore, and I got first with 52 points, and boom, jumped to the leaderboard in my first ranked match. I'm ready to keep going with BKL. I'm here to win. Villager for for the win. Let's do it. I don't do BKL. I'm here to win. I only do BDL. Which, also, sign up for BDL. It's a ton of fun. I'm plugging Hughes there. All right. Other than that, thank you for listening to this episode. That's the rundown.